Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. And today I'm talking with Darian Williams, who does many, many things. He drums, he's in four different bands, he has his own kombucha business, he runs the streaming channel for Cafe Mustache, and he even does the live sound, camera work, and set design for our music therapy group session shows at Cafe Mustache. He does so many things, and our conversation was kind of all about that. How does a person manage being in four different bands and put out four new albums in 2022 and work and sleep and eat? How do you balance creativity and work and stay healthy? Darian and I are going to discuss all of that and a lot more on today's music therapy. everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a podcast all about music, mental health, and creativity. And today I'm talking with Darian C. Williams. Darian is a drummer slash vocalist in a few bands in Chicago, including Unmanned Ship, Cat Mullins and Them Boys, and Minds, who spends most of his time figuring out how to make more time. He also plays in Fog. And along with the Music Zone, Darian helps run the TGIS streaming network, which hosts monthly shows at Cafe Mustache, and that's on Twitch. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes uh, at musictherapypodcast.com. You for sure seen Darian biking around Logan Square or walking very fast, eating Moran tacos, rushing into work. Darian and I had a great conversation. We're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to share that next week, next Wednesday, November 10th, we have our monthly music therapy group session, which is live at Cafe Mustache. This month, we are featuring the band Hard Femme, who put out an album earlier this year. Jean Cochran is the principal songwriter and uh, vocalist of Hard Femme, and they were on uh, music therapy. We talked all about songwriting. That was episode 65. So Hard Femme, the full band, is going to be on Uh, next Wednesday, November 10th. That'll be live at Cafe Mustache. So please come out and join us. They are really, really fun live shows. It's a live podcast taping. And if you're not comfortable getting out just yet, or if you want to stay home and watch on TV, the whole thing streams live on Twitch as well. That's at Cafe Mustache's Twitch channel. Go to musictherapypodcast.com and I'll have a link to that. So you can watch live or you can come join us. And either way, it's going to be a really good time. So we're going to get into our conversation with Darian, where we really talk about balancing work and creativity and just kind of keeping a healthy, balanced life um, when you have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that you want to do. First, let's listen to some music. We're going to listen to some music from Darian a little bit later in the episode, but first, here's one of my songs. This song is called Unstable Influences, and it's on the album Big Forever. October 7th, people are prone to these unstable influences. And possibly a bit out of touch with reality. Another conflict in the October 7th character is between moral and immoral behavior. October 7th, people may well say they only wish to be left alone. Those born on October 7th may have difficulty functioning well day to day over the long haul. Our 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 
Okay, that was Unstable Influences. That was on my album, Big Forever. You can visit jessicarisker.com if you want to listen to more of my music. And let's turn to my conversation with Darian Williams. Is it working? Hi. Hey, what's up, Jessica? I'm How are so you? bad at technology. It's just like getting, yeah. I've never done this before, so yeah. I uh, had a tough time getting on here. You think you're bad at technology? 100%. Yeah. I just like don't, I try to not spend as much time on it as, you know, like throughout the day. So I just like, haven't learned how to, you know, really uh, get all this stuff going. So I apologize for my lateness. No, time. don't apologize at all. I'm just surprised to hear you say that because you run the streaming programming at Cafe Mustache. Well, I think I could give uh, props out to Ralph mostly for that because he's the one that, you know, like really does the, the technical stuff. He's like teaching me a lot of stuff, you know, about that. But, you know, um, he's the mastermind behind that. And I kind of help bring all the, the shows in and like help run it more, you know. But I think, um, you know, he's stepping away a little bit and uh, I'm going to start running a little bit more. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to grow it. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me start off the same way I start off with every guest, okay. which is in order to give us kind of a sense of your life and how you spend your time. What is it? What does a typical week look like for you these days? Whoa. Um, so it's gotten pretty, pretty busy. I've been doing uh, work at a couple of jobs and then I also got the job of uh, booking at Mustache. So it's a lot of emails. Um, it's a lot. I work uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and I do doubles on Saturdays and Sundays. So it's mostly like 60 hours of work. And then on top of that, it's a lot of booking stuff. And then Whoa. band practices on what, Tuesdays and Fridays uh, with like a couple of different bands. So um, it's pretty busy. I don't really get that much sleep anymore, but I'm turning it back for the, the winter time because uh, it's gotten exhausting. That is very busy. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Go, go ahead, sorry. Um, it just, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that like, you know, I'm involved in. So, I mean, you know, and I want to do everything, you know, and I have a hard time saying no to stuff, you know? So like mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, can you help me with this? I'm usually like, yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do that. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to learn how to like really take a step back and like take care of myself more because, you know, that, it's a lot of hours and like, you know, my knees are, you know, already struggling. So it just had a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I, well, okay. So you referred to yourself um, and you filled out a form Yeah. because I have this fancy form for music therapy guests and you, you just got, use the word workaholic. I would say so. Yeah. I would say that I, yeah, work, I like to work a lot. Um, yeah. What's the, you know, so, so one thing you had just said is it's hard to say no, but also the word workaholic makes me think that it's not just about saying no. What's your motivation behind so working so much? Um, I think, you know, I really want to be like helpful, you know, like in a, in a certain sense where it's like, I have the capacity and I have the time to, um, you know, to do this stuff and I help my friends build. Um, and so it's like, for me, it's like, I want to get, you know, to a point where like everyone's like growing and everyone's, um, you know, like living their best, you know, and that sometimes comes at like a sacrifice, I guess, to my, my health or whatever. But like, it's like, if I get a few hours of sleep, I get, you know, um, I get some water in me, I get a little bit of food. It's like, I can, I can crush out hours, you know? Um, but you know, I think, you know, it's just motivation by like trying to help out as many people as possible, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but there is, you know, I guess there is a, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like the motivation of like working that that much, you know. Uh, what would you define like a workaholic as? Like, what would that imply to you? I mean, when I think of the word workaholic, I definitely think of somebody who's working sort of an, a lot or an extreme amount of hours. Mm-hmm. But why they do that, you know, maybe some people just want a lot of money or some people don't want to be at home. I, you know, I hear what you're saying is you, you like to help out. You're kind of a helper. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I have the, like I said, I have the capacity to do it. So like, why not do it at this point? Um, but it does like, you know, take away from like, you know, relationships or like, you know, talking to like friends. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm like always, you know, invested in like these projects that like I have a hard time, like even like hanging out with the friends. So it's like, I, I want to get to a point, especially like now, you know, where I want to like be able to like actually enjoy, enjoy my time. Um, but you know, I get, I get to hang in every once in a while. So you have to practice saying no, getting more comfortable saying no. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. You wrote that's, that's it. Been a, uh, that's been an issue, you know, I think for, for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wrote, because one of the words you wrote in, uh, in one of your Instagram stories is balance. Right. So it feels um, like sometimes it feels you're, you feel like it's unbalanced. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I gotta say a uh, shout out to my dad. who just joined and I think my mom's here too as well. Thank you for, you know, all the love and support. You're the best. Hi, mom um, and dad. <laughs> I, I love it when people's parents watch the show. It's so great. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much better at Instagram than I am, you know, at this point, at technology. Um, you know, I guess yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm making a joke here, but I was like, well, maybe we yeah. should get them involved in the conversation. <laughs> uh, my parents? Well, no, I'm, I mean, I'm joking, but, you know, you're, you're being a helper and not being able to say no. I bet your mom and dad would have thoughts on that. Since I'm they, sure, yeah. Hey, uh, comment in the chat, mom and dad, if you have uh, any questions. or any Yeah, questions. yes, please. Oh, and hey, Marie as well. It's my godmother. Wow. Um, oh. True. Um, wait, what was the Oh, uh, where were we at? Workaholic or workaholic? So yeah, so balance. Yeah. Um, you know, at at a certain point, like I guess, like during like the shutdown, I kind of reached a like a point of being being able to like wake up, you know, do yoga, you know, work on the kombucha stuff, like make some music, like kind of like figure, like eat, you know, like meal, you know, meals at the proper time, and like I felt like I found the balance in that, you know, in that time, because, like, I had been working so much before that, um, that, like, the the break actually gave me, like, time to, like, kind of think about, like, how I wanted to spend my time, spend my day, but then, you know, like, that turned into, all right, well, I started a kombucha business, um, I was working with four bands, um, you know, was, like, writing a lot, and just, like, you know, reading and stuff like that, so it's still, like, even within that downtime, you know, I, like, kind of translated that to, um, and then started, oh yeah, the streaming service too with Kevin Mustache. So like that yeah. then, that then that became a, uh, um, you know, started working a lot again during that time. So it's just a, a pretty constant uh, thing for me. Yeah, it sounds like it's a pattern. If you it's have a lot of exactly. empty space, you're going to fill it up. 100%, yeah, definitely. But, you know, I think, you know, all the stuff that came out of that were really good. So then when I started like actually working again, like bartending and stuff, it's like, all of those things on top of each other, uh, it got, you know, I had like cut out kombucha, um, like cut out some band stuff. Um, and, uh, just like kind of like learn how to balance. So I balanced it, you know, like in a certain, certain way, you know, but, uh, you know, but it took, 
you know, it also took some things away from me as well, if that makes sense. What, what are the most, what are the three most important things to you that you do? Um, definitely music. Cause I've been doing that, you know, since I was a kid, you know, so like drumming is definitely up there. Um, when I get a chance to write, um, like I love to journal, I love to, you know, uh, you know, like love to like get things out that way, but like that, you know, that takes me a while to get work up the, the zone to get there. Uh-huh. Um, but that's definitely number two. Um, and then also like helping run your show, you know, like helping run, you know, all these shows, like for these like cool ass, um, you know, like really brilliant artists in the city. Like I really, I really love these shows as well. Thank you. Yeah. It's the best. It's good. It's the, I really, even the concept to me is like a really fun concept. So, you know, I'm glad that we're doing it together. Me too. Me too. I mean, you make the show, you're a huge part of why the show is so fun and why I think it looks so good and everything. Um, Okay, well, going back for a second, you have three things. Obviously, work is probably sort of a non-negotiable. It may not be at the top of your list, but you got to you know, pay the bills. So, <laughs> But it sounds like number two, there's not a lot of room for it, even though it's your number two. Oh, for the writing? Yeah, for journaling. And yeah. that's like, you know, I was having a conversation with my uh, my friend Stu, you know, because like, we kind of like, you know, a lot of my friend group like started like studying like Buddhism and I like, kind of like went down that path and he's like on a different level now where he's like you know doing like uh sits you know like a bunch of week and like he's you know actually like working with the monastery but you know like the thing that we talked about was you know like making time for the things that are going to give you you know that joy um and so i've like you know creating like a schedule for yourself you know to like actually um find time for that it's something that like i'm gonna you know be trying to incorporate, you know, ASAP. Um, one of the, this, I don't mean for this to sound, uh, like pedantic or this comes up a lot with, with clients where people tend to overbook themselves. And I feel Mm -hmm. like the, as, as a therapist, I try to use it as a moment to, to talk about. And I often draw from being creative to give the example where it's like, you know, it looks like there may be this like four hour open space on your calendar. Right. So it feels like you could fill it with something mm-hmm. because it looks like empty space. Right. But if you think about like, if you're writing a song or working on something, it almost something that I've, I've learned over time is that the time away from the song almost feels just as important as the time working on the song. Mm-hmm. Cause you like reflect. And then when you come back to it the next day, it, you see it fresher. Interesting. Yeah. So I try to use that kind of metaphor to explain to people why I think empty space and empty time is so valuable. Because then you, like, recharge for the rest of your life. You come back to it fresh. Right. No, I, I think that's, like, one of the most important concepts. Um, and that's, like, something that, I, you know, musically, that's, like, what I try to use, you know, a lot is, you know, like, space is, like, one of the most – space and dynamics to me are the most important tools that we have as, as musicians, so – you know, like when making stuff or like collaborating, that's something that I like try to think about. Um, but yeah, like in terms of scheduling wise, I don't really translate that to my actual like lifestyle, you know. Um, but, you know, also like as a drummer, like I kind of, you know, I've spent most of my time collaborating with people uh-huh. um, and I haven't really like 
taken the time. Yeah, I've, I've done my own writing, you know, a little bit, but or like uh, musically, but most like mostly right now, it's just kind of like collaborating, collaborating uh-huh. with a bunch of bands. Um, yeah. Well, I want to hear more about, you know, you're involved in a lot of music projects. Can you tell us what projects you're involved in? So uh, shout out on Man Ship. Uh, it's like a psychedelic metal band. Uh, we were uh, we worked on an album before the pandemic, but uh, sit, spent most of the time like mixing it. Um, and that's going to be coming out pretty soon, honestly. We got a music video that we just got finished and then hopefully putting out um, the record like in the winter time. Uh-huh. Uh, Pat Mons and Them Boys, a uh, country band, uh, which I didn't really grow up on country, but like the songwriting is so good that like I kind of like, you know, stayed with that project and I really, I really love those dudes a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, Mines, uh, that's with my boy Bill Statek. Um, and are you guys, are you guys practicing or writing? Practice, uh, yeah, like probably, we practice like every Tuesday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Unmanned Ship is every Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and then Cat Monitor is kind of like, we're about to go play this festival out in Kentucky. Uh, so we like, we've been practicing like once a week uh, to lead up to that. But that was one of the projects during the pandemic that, you know, we would like meet up and like we wrote, we wrote like 30 songs, you know, in the pandemic and recorded, you know, pretty much all 30. Um, so that wow. was coming out with that as well. Um, and then Minds, we recorded probably 20 songs over the pandemic as well, over the shutdown. Um, and then- That's amazing. I got a project called Fog, which is uh, me and my friend Stu who I was talking about, uh-huh. um, at the, who's in the monastery. And uh, we re-recorded like every other week, I would say. It's like kind of, that's more of like a jazz project that, oh, speaking of Stu, uh, just join. Um, that's a jazz Stu. project um, that, you know, kind of, we like to like jam out and then like kind of create songs, you know, based off of like the jams that we had. Uh-huh. Um, so that one, you know, is like, that's the one that I really connect with the most uh because like that's like our we're like really we've been friends since we were like nine years old you know so like we've been we've been playing music together since we were like literal kids and uh-huh. so like, that that creative zone is one of the ones that like i you know can really fully be myself um i think because the other ones are like kind of other people's projects that i get to like join in and i like, kind of uh balance out you know that you know whatever you know ideas that they have you know so there's more adjusting um, yeah. but i think you know the stuff that we make is really great what did you say what style of music you guys i mean you said you're kind of playing out what you jam but what does that end up sounding like well we both study jazz and so that's a major aspect of like you know our life and also our um what we create um uh-huh. But then we also like, you know, we grew up like, you know, listening to like a lot of indie stuff, like a lot of like Boney Bear, you know, um, and like that sort of vibe too um, has like kind of gone in. I think Makai McRaven's a huge uh, influence. Um, I think that's one of the greatest, you know, drummers and like just musicians that exist uh, out right now. Like, you know, I've flown to New York a couple of times just to like see him play. Uh-huh. Um, so he's a major influence. Um, you know, Josh Abrams um then Lamar Gay um so there's a lot of different elements that like incorporate that also like Kraut Rock too like can um mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of a lot of elements for that that's great yeah how do you so uh, you know it sounds like you're playing drums for lots of different styles of music between all these different bands how yeah. what is that like um well I started playing drums when I was five so I've been like 
at it for like 23 years at this point. Um, uh-huh. Started out, you know, doing like kind of R&B, you know, like Christian music. Uh, did like, you know, then like classic rock came into my life. Uh, what's up, Maddie? Um, and, you know, I did a lot of classic rock. Me and uh, I was part of this thing called Hicks Brothers Music, which is like out in uh, Aurora. Like I'm from the Burbs. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, there's like a place you took lessons at. Um, but they also like would put bands together, um, that you would play, you know, that you'd play with. Um, and like, we like would play shows like, you know, maybe like once every few months, but that's like a first time, like learning how to play in front of people was, uh-huh. uh, was doing, like doing that, the Hicks Brothers music. Um, so that really, you know, that really helped us like kind of cultivate, you know, the, the ability to play in front of people and then they like, go to church too. Like when I started playing in a church band, I was doing that every Sunday, um, and so like that, you know, playing live to me is like one of like my most, you know, like my favorite thing to do. And that's like, you know, the pandemic was hard as fuck because, you know, I wasn't able to do that. Um, but since I like, you know, studied jazz, like listen, grew up with a lot of music, like my parents listened to gospel, R&B, soul, you know, you know, then, you know, a lot of rap. You know, my dad's also like a really eclectic listener. So like a lot of the police, a lot of Stevie Wonder. What's up, Ralph? Um, a lot hey, of... Um, you know, just a lot of like really good hits, you know, a lot of print, yeah. you know, uh, uh-huh. major influence. Um, so it's kind of been, I'm a music, I love, you know, I ingested music pretty much, you know, my entire life. Um, and so like, that's kind of like, I think, think of it as a challenge in a way to like play all these different styles and like, kind of utilize different creative aspects, you know, um, yeah. in, in my life. And the country thing was like the more difficult, even though the styles like, not like you know really like super challenging like as a drummer but mm-hmm. like just like we we're talking about space earlier like learning how to you know like play less to just really serve the song is like yeah. a, you know i've like had to learn through that project which i'm really grateful for because then that incorporates into you know many other aspects of my life as well what's your favorite style of drums to play if you had to jazz for sure jazz yeah 100 percent um, but I haven't really played much jazz in a, in a while, you know. I mean, with Stu a little bit, but that was my favorite, yeah, thing to study. What do you like about jazz, playing jazz? Um, I mean, just, like, those dudes were, I mean, were just insane, like, insanely talented. Like, you think about, like, Coltrane, you know, you think about Miles, you think about Pharaoh, uh, Thelonious, like, you know, especially, like, for black art, you know, to me, like that, they were on a completely different plane when it came to like uh, being able to translate their music through through their sound. Like that's it's such an inspiration to me um, that you know these dudes who came from like you know absolute shit, um, you know situations, were able to like translate that like pain or that you know sorrow just like through through this instrument and like create some like transcendent music, you know. Um, Sun Ra, you know, like these people, you know, are my biggest inspiration. So, and that's how you can talk about like drummers. Um, but um, it was just like, it's such an impactful style, you know, and like there's something that's so spiritual about it that um, I still connect with being able to like improv with somebody, being able to like listen and really enjoy their, you know, uh, their connection, you know, and doing that together, mm-hmm. you know, to me is like, one of the things that, you know, like I find the most valuable about it, you know, and I think that also translates to like trying to be more empathetic in my life, you know, like being able to, like, to listen, you know, in my life has been something that, um, you know, I think I got from playing jazz, honestly. That's awesome. Yeah. 
that's interesting that yeah. how much that flows into not just your musical life but the other pieces of your life yeah kind yeah. of sorry go ahead but i was gonna say you know yeah um yeah there's like so many inspirations you know like Jimi hendrix too was a big inspiration for me um you know especially like you know playing rock like being black you know like that and just like being like super psychedelic that was a, a, a pretty good point for me um but that i didn't i found that at like 11 you know it's like that was like kind of like like Jimi hendrix and zeppelin were like my first introductions into like rock that like, mm-hmm. you know, like heavy shit um you know and then jazz came later but i think seeing the jazz dudes and like kind of learn about their stories um that's like kind of where i've landed you know for my own musical life yeah it sounds like it's uh not only really you know just like the the music of it but it's also very meaningful mm-hmm. yeah um i wanted to ask you i was kind of staying on you know drumming and styles and all of that i wanted to ask you a little bit more if you could speak on you know some of the favorite things you said i think you said it this way is thinking about space and dynamics mm-hmm. and music when you're playing can you can you speak to that a little bit so yeah 100 percent. you know like uh you know breath is the most important thing and you know like serving serving the song um to me like kind of opens up people's like i guess yeah how do you say that like you're you're serving the song more than you know like serving yourself essentially uh-huh. you're yeah you're you're thinking about the bigger picture you know like as a drummer i think you know um how many times have i said you know by the way i feel like i've said that so I'll, I'll do the transcript and i'll tell you most people say <laughs> like most like? people say like all the time yeah, yeah. that's it you know a lot maybe i'm probably saying both but i'll try to tone that down a bit <laughs> you, uh, you talk you just <laughs> you do you <laughs> um yeah space um makes me think about the bigger aspects of you know like playing with the people that you're around and like serving the song oh 17 that's not bad um yeah i mean that's like the, that's an important aspect for me yeah um i know what you mean I, when that's something we talk about in our band too is like just because you can be playing right now doesn't mean you should be playing uh it's more like who's what's what's the appropriate more moment for this to be a focal point versus maybe just supporting another part of the music or or even just backing out completely and and i think what you're saying is that it's you're very tuned into something that's larger than just yourself and what your what your role is in giving that form yeah and you know there's a certain point where, um, you know, because I've been doing this for a minute, like the song is the most important thing. Like I've already like played, not that I played my fastest, but I've like already been in like bands that like are, have been like more maximalist, you know? And mm-hmm. like, that is interesting, but it also, you know, like it can get exhausting after a, a while, you know, mm-hmm. um, keep, keep saying it. Uh, now I'm, now I'm in my head. Um, but that is just another practice or another, like, uh, you know, another challenge, um, that I think I, I like to, I like to find challenges and, you know, and try to conquer them. Uh, yeah. To, you know, go after it. So that's like, it was another thing that I just like learned, you know, within the past, you know, six years, seven years, 
um, that have been trying to incorporate into uh, music. You, let's see, I, uh, hold on, I had a thought. Oh yeah, you had said, so you had, you, you spoke to this a little bit, but in your, when you wrote me, you said you have four albums coming out next year. You're part of four albums that are coming out next year. Yeah. Um, uh, Pat Mullins, uh, the country, the country band, a man ship minds. Um, and then me and Stu, we recorded, I don't know, like 40 hours. Maybe, maybe that's exaggerating, but we're going to uh, take those, uh, sessions and like chop them up into making a record as well. Okay. But it, I haven't really put out a record you know, with a band in a minute, you know, probably since like, kind of think like maybe 2013. Um, so there's been a lot of build, you know, building up to this point. Um, yeah. So like, you know, kind of a lot of, you know, I think 2022 for me is going to be a pretty busy one on top of, you know, 2021 was busy too, but um, it's going to be a busy one. How are you feeling about anticipating all these releases? I, I think I'm ready. I, I'm nervous in a way because uh, there, I've been building this up for a while, um, and like obviously no one knows the future. Like knows what's going to happen. Like we have no idea what you know 2022 is going to look like. But mm-hmm. you know these are things that I really value, and being able to like kind of sacrifice the music aspect or like trying to go you know release these at a faster pace and have them also all coming out at the same time um is going to be pretty pretty big and thankfully i've been you know building this up these bands up for a while and helping build them up um and we can play shows you know kind of whatever we want um without that much music out so that to me like when there actually is music that's coming out it's just like going to kind of go to the, the next level, um, which I'm really, really stoked about. Um, and I just, I want to tour, you know, I, I love the, I love the bar life, but it can get exhausting. And like, I just want to like see the country, see the world and play music again. So do, do all these bands know that you're playing with other bands? Are they going to have to uh, fight it's, over It's <laughs> an open relationship. Yeah. We've, uh, <laughs> we've uh, all talked about you know, being able to, um, you know, split, split my time. Okay. Yeah. But you know, some of them do get upset. I'd run, I run late a lot. So, you know, some of them get upset that I'm not as punctual as I should be. Um, but I think I spend most of my time, like when I'm there, I'm there, you know, I'm present. Um, and we make, we make good shit. And I, the work that we, we've done so far, uh, is going to show. So they'll get over it. <laughs> I am really excited. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm impressed. I can't, I, I say this in a joking way. I don't want you to be, I can't decide whether I'm impressed or concerned at like the level of output that you did this past year. It sounds it's like so much that you've been doing so much, all this recording and four bands. And yeah, that's wild. I think it's the way that I process and I, I'm right there with you if I should be concerned or not. <laughs> well, not <laughs> eventually. Um, but Maybe that's also the balance that we're talking about is like the balance that I found is like through trying to manage you know, all these different projects at, at a certain time. Um, and that's the challenge that I, that I 
I guess I I chose to do. Um, yeah, and like there's a very anxious time, so I just wanted yeah. to create as much as possible. So it sounds um, like that's part of how you kind of coped with it. Yeah, definitely. The kombucha was cool too because I got to like create you know like 13 different flavors. It got to be pretty good, and then was delivering to like a bunch of homies that were picking up. Uh, or that you know that were ordering from me so then I got to like drop off kombucha check in with the homies really get to see how they're doing and like have a um just have a conversation that you know like a face-to-face you know masked up obviously but you know it it was a way to connect with people and like give sort of uh give some give someone like some some good shit and at a time that people were feeling you know really fucked up you know, for somebody who might not know you and is listening to this, can you talk a little bit about the business that you started over the past year, the kombucha business? Oh, yeah. Um, so it was uh, called Clave Kombucha. I would say the best, you know, kombucha in the game, you know, without a doubt. Uh, it was uh, cascara-based kombucha, which was, um, which is like the husk of coffee, essentially. Um, so there's more, the tea that I was making from it was a lot more velvety, uh, just like a different base than most uh, most kombuchas. I uh, got to making like 40 gallons a month um, by myself and, you know, uh, and then creating 13 different recipes for that. And so at a certain point, we were started doing six packs, started doing, um, we were doing like solo deliveries too, but like we were getting to a six pack point. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just like, it got to be pretty successful. Um, but then when uh, work started again, it just like had to like drop off because, I have all the recipes so I can, you know, go back to it. Um, but work came and it was like this week, yeah, hit the ground running. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but I really loved, um, I really loved it, you know, and I think people really, I got a lot of good feedback from it. Um, so it was a really beautiful time for, uh, for my friend group and for strangers that I actually, um, you know, uh, that I had never met before, but they really enjoyed the product but i want to i want to get back to that like as soon as possible i was just going to ask if that was kind of to the side or just laying low for a moment and yeah back. i'm laying low maybe like the winter time when i have a little bit more uh, that makes space. sense yeah, yeah. And i'll definitely get you some uh as soon as possible. awesome <laughs> love that um Let's okay. Let's shift a little bit. So, and I, I want to, you know, I don't want to ask you about anything that you're not comfortable talking about publicly, whatever that might be. But, uh, you know, okay. Again, in your story, you said we're going to talk bands, booch, booze, and balance. Mm-hmm. We talked about. Do you want to talk about booze? Yeah, we could talk about booze. You know, uh, yeah, I work in bars, so that's a you know big part of my life. I think it's something that I, you know, I've been drinking since I was like, you know. 15 uh i don't so it's just been a con- pretty much a constant you know within my within my life um but something that i've really i've gotten the gauge on you know within within the past few years but there's always like moments where you uh you know when you're partying it's like and it you know gets out of control but i i really enjoy drinking but it also it also takes away from being able to like the next day, you know, I have like a really bad reaction to it. So it, it puts me out for a long time and I can tell that that affects uh, my relationships. And so um, I've been trying to ease back and pull back on it as much as possible, but it, it did get to moments. We were, we were partying a lot when we were younger. Um, 
and it they were yeah we had a pretty wild party. Is it challenging to pull back while working at a bar? No. Um, the challenging aspects is like trying like getting sober. It takes a minute to like to feel like yourself again, and in those zones, you just kind of want to start drinking again because. Um, well, for me personally, I don't know how other people feel, but you want to start drinking again because um, it's just easier to be in that state than go through the fire of uh, getting sober. But I've, you know, I've done, I've been sober for, I guess, okay, like six months. Uh-huh. Um, and then it gets to a point where like, well, I've, I haven't had a drink in a long time. Like, let's go back into it and like see if there is a uh, balance that I can find now. Um, but it really it really hasn't like it hasn't that hasn't balanced out um so being at a bar especially like at mustache there's like we have a bunch of like non-alcoholic stuff or i just drink tea or you know, uh soda water um and then so many other beverages and booze and i just i don't really find it to be that helpful in any aspect of my life like not socially um i'm like way more social when i'm uh when i'm sober creatively i'm way more i'm way more creative when i'm sober Mm -hmm. um so all the aspects of my life are they do enhance when i am sober but there's sometimes you know just like well why not uh dive in dive into here and then you know starts another cycle Um, i see do you okay so at work it doesn't sound like it's it's too challenging what about as a musician do you find it challenging to well, I, I've had that relationship. Yeah, like be like playing. It's just like playing shows or like. Yeah, playing. yeah. Um, yeah, I I play better when I'm sober. So I usually don't. I never drink at uh-huh. at, at shows. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean, six months—that's an accomplishment. Well, that was the longest I've done. You know, I think you know, we we parted a little bit this past you know this past weekend. So. <laughs> um, are you? Are you comfortable sharing? You said, you know, it can take a little while to kind of get used to who you are sober, like going through the phase of acclimating to that. Is that, am I phrasing that closely enough? Yeah, that sounds good. What do you, what do you mean? Like, what does that feel like to you? Uh, Like the transition or? um... Yeah, like what? Yeah. Huh. Those are, yeah, those are like definitely the, the, the darker days for sure. Um, I think just like huh, the, pro- the process of like draining is, it really wears on me. And I, I'm a pretty like introverted person, you know, naturally. So um, I've had to like learn how to create like um, a, a social sphere, like I'm glad I have people around me that like really love love me, but you know that's not, that's not my nature really to to go out and be social. You know, starting starting to work in bars um, has helped me like kind of uh, experience that more. Um, but you know, when the transition zone for me, I really um, I I kind of revert back to like um, to like being like super introverted, and so then when I'm around friends, it's, I feel like I'm not really being myself, you know, even though I am being myself, but I just don't really feel like I am who I am. So 
um, th- those those days are like really hard. Um, but then like after like day four or whatever, then it's like back to back to normal. But um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if that's kind of a chemical rebalancing that's going on. Yeah, most likely. You know, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about this topic? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, there's nothing, yeah, nothing wrong with drinking, you know, I think for me, just like as a, as I transition, you know, to like having a busier life, I just got to step away from it for, for a while, you know, and like maybe there are zones where I can hang there, you know, for a bit and like take the time away to, um, to get back sober, but, you know, for right now, this is really not benefiting me whatsoever, so, mm-hmm. you know, I really want to just like, you know, take a pretty long break from it. Yeah, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that you had mentioned was, um, well, I guess this is a couple. This is a two parter. So balancing creativity with work, and how the pandemic shifted creativity. Can you mm-hmm. speak to those ideas? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The the shifting of creativity, like during the shutdown, like I wasn't working because I'm a you know bartender. So I was on unemployment and was able to use that money to like invest in a lot of a lot of music stuff, like recording, music videos, paying friends for for work for uh, for art. Um, that was a really kind of a that was a time that I hadn't experienced before because I actually had the time and money to like do the things that I really cared about, mm-hmm. um, and that helped me. Uh, find out the things that I really wanted to spend my money on. Like if I do have money, it's going straight to art. Um, and that, I guess that balance, I had never really had that before because it was always work and music. It, I never really had the space to, um, that never had the space to like just only focus on my creativity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did you notice about did it change your creativity to have more space? It, it gave me the time to focus on all of these projects like simultaneously. Um, and it, yeah, it opened me up to not being as exhausted when I am hanging out with, you know, with the, with, with the, the band. Um, it, it allowed me to, um, center and focus on the the work that we're we're doing and we our output was like really wild um during that time and so for me it's like if i can get to a point where i'm like not working you know i know that it's going to be spent like completely like trying to make the best shit that i can okay so it sounds like you're saying the volume like the amounts of of art that you made there's definitely Mm -hmm. more room for that and you were able to devote more time do you feel like not working and or just the nature of the pandemic and how weird the world has felt, did that impact the type of things you were creating? Hmm. I, I mean, I, I have to imagine so um, because it was, it was so felt, you know, and we mm-hmm. were also having to like, even going to band practice is like, is this, safe to do like should be seeing each other um but we were all very good about like staying indoors like wearing masks like whenever going to grocery shopping so and getting tested and we felt that like if we're coming back with like these like negative results and like you know getting tested as much as we can 
um, we should be able to make music. And I think it was really wild with Mines because, you know, we practiced at Carroll Street. Um, so the Carroll and Sacramento is like a huge-ass warehouse. Um, and we were the only people in the space for pretty much the entire year. So we uh-huh. kept tracking in that space. Um, and it was it was really interesting. But now bands have come back um, a lot more. But um, yeah, that was like a thing that was like, is this is this even okay? Because there was it was really, you know, I don't know. I don't know how people feel, but to me, I felt that it was uh, safe to like be making music at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, I'm really interested. To, <laughs> I'm very interested to hear everything that you guys. You meaning all of your bands uh, worked on during that time. Yeah, it's coming uh, soon. I think yeah, the winter time should be a lot of yeah music output. Awesome. Um, let's see here. I'm just checking the our notes that we to make sure we. So, can you? Actually, I want to kind of open it up to you. I mean, there's a few more things I could ask you about, but is there anything else that you would want to focus on to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I, we could talk about your show and, you know, how how grateful I am that it's, it's going on. I think it's a really good idea. And uh, um, I, you were working, I mean, you were working as much as I was during the pandemic, but you were just doing it like through Instagram, right? Like, didn't you start this, like, you know, at the, like during the, the shutdown? I did, yeah, at the beginning of the shutdown. Yeah, and you were doing like weekly shows, um, you know, for the entire time and you're still going at it and then also doing like the group shows. I mean... I feel like that also is a very important thing, um, a very important part of what happened is that people got to actually step away from like the the grind and like focus on things that like would make them happy and also be like uh, maybe a little bit more um, creative, more, um, what's the word, engine? Uh, yeah, just be more creative, I guess, in like how they, uh, cre- how they make their art or incorporating more stuff into there, you know? Yeah, well, that, I mean, that actually touches on just the, uh, what Cafe Mustache, what you have, you know, you guys have done at Cafe Mustache, which is, yeah. you know, you really pivoted to creating this, a network, like a streaming network, like shows yeah. that you have regularly. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's like a uh, public access, you know, sort of thing that uh-huh. we're on. Uh, it, it's been, like, a very fun, fun hang. You know, I got offered to... Uh, um, I got offered to uh, to book the shows at Cafe Mustache from Ralph and Carrie, so grateful for that. Um, and you know, once Ralph, me and uh, my friend Ed came to Ralph with the idea of like doing a variety show um, during this time, and like we we knocked out two, um, and then Ralph had already had the idea of like creating like more shows um, at that time. So um, Ed ended up leaving because he's just, he's a busy person too. He's a busy boy. And, you know, so me and Ralph kind of like buckled down and like started bringing more shows back. Um, like Life Rhymes, Shana Hoffman show, uh-huh. uh, Open Beats, which was like going on at Mustache for a while. Um, and then we started a oh, heavier happy hour came back. And then like you came to us with the idea, you know, with your group session idea. So we brought that up. We brought up a show called Scully Moly Donut Shop, which is like uh, this, uh, my friend DJ Scully who is a producer and, you know, a really, you know, talented producer. Um, so we do like a hybrid of like, you know, donuts and like, you know, he puts together bills like rap, mostly DJs uh-huh. um, as well. That's like a really fun, one of the bigger parties, you know, and on that, on a Thursday. Um, and then 
there's a couple other shows too that we have. Uh, oh, Dreamhouse, another DIY uh, spot, like a newer DIY spot, but they were killing it during the pandemic as well. Um, and so we were like, hey, we should bring them on as a show and like have you guys book in this venue on like this one day a month. And like, you know, I, I, I want to spend more time on that project because I think what the content that we've put out um, so far, all these are done live. Um, so, but these, they're all archived right now. And I want to be able to edit um, them to like go up on YouTube and like actually like get more um, access to the shows, like more visibility. Um, but that's been something that like me and Ralph, but like, don't have much time to, uh, to do at the moment. Um, maybe in the means like you know, in the future we could hire someone to, you know, to do that for us. But that's something that like I, we got pretty big visions for, for that network and it helped sustain a little bit, you know, of people, of the visibility of Cafe Mustache too, which is like yeah. favorite bar in Chicago. So I, so I love working there. Totally. Yeah. The kind of the Cafe Mustache, I mean, you got the Twitch channel, but kind of a lot, doing a 24-7 live, or not live stream, but just streaming channels, just replaying shows, that'd be mm. awesome. Just you can make an app. <laughs> I've, I've got ideas for you, so. Oh, okay, 100%. Yeah, we're always down for yeah, suggestions. <laughs> um, but it's great. I love it. I love that you guys um, kind of pivoted that way, and, you know, if 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 you haven't been to Mustache since they opened up, I mean they've got this whole it's like three camera setup, right? Three camera angle. Yeah. Going on for the shows and they're streaming it and they're doing camera switching OBS and I've had a great time with the group session playing with video and going in and out of uh live conversations to video features and um yeah. it's just it's it's fun both watching it like it's a TV show and it's also really fun to come to live, I think so the shows. And, Right. And I think that's also one thing, one comment that we've got, we've gotten from creating this is like, some people don't want to go to bars to see shows. Right. Um, not everyone has access to go to a bar. So that was, we all adjusted, you know, over that past year. And that was one of the things that, you know, was a big adjustment for us, but actually ended up making us more accessible to uh, just, I mean, to the world, essentially. Yeah. Um, like having given Cafe Mustache like a global platform. Um, and people who like aren't in the city can like watch the show that we're doing, and um, it's streamlined at a point now where it's not as like difficult. You know, there are some shows that can be more difficult than others, but um, even just having people being able to watch stuff at Mustache and like kind of showcase the the Chicago scene. You know, mm -hmm. to me, I've been here for like you know almost ten years, so I've I've seen a lot of growth from what's happening right now, and I think we're at a point where this is the best scene in, in the world, in my opinion. Um, and the music that's coming out of Chicago is like on a completely other level. So being able to be a part of that and also showcase that um, through um, through this space that I love, this, you know, and the community loves, um, is been very special. That's a very special thing for me because I, I really do enjoy um, helping people and, you know, like getting these bands, you know, some sort of visibility. Yeah, I I mean, Cafe Mustache is, I think, one of the best hubs for certain music scenes in Chicago. And I totally agree that it feels like a very special period of time where there's so much music going on. It feels like a lot of bands are really um, kind of blossoming, you mm -hmm. know, that maybe they've been grinding for a long time. But it feels like they're really coming to their own and creating really great quality stuff and it's getting noticed and it just feels like a lot of it's happening at once. And it's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, some, I mean, all of my favorite bands are from here. 
Um, I don't really listen to like much other music except like my friends, which is I'm very blessed to say that. Yeah, now I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, there's plenty here. <laughs> there's there's so much good stuff. Well, mm-hmm. okay, so let's let's pivot to uh, kind of wrapping up, and you know, I always want to wrap up with like some promoting some stuff. So, I know you've got stuff going on. You also want to give some shout outs to some friends oh, yeah. and things. Hundred um, percent. Well, shout out. So, Chicago bands, you gotta look up. Obviously, uh, I mean, some of my favorite: Toupee, uh, Paper Mice, Melt um, Belly, Negative Scanner, Spread Joy, Jessica Risker, um, Unmentioned, Mines, Cat Mullen. Um, I mean, that's just like a start. But oh, goddamn, Josh Abrams, uh, Ben Lamar Gay, Makai McRaven, Andrew Batuweed. Um, Man, there'll be more. But then my homies, uh, Joey J. Say, uh, one of my best homies of you know of all time. Uh, he's the incredible blues guitarist um, that's like blowing up right now, and like I'm really proud of that dude because you know we've come from, you know, Naperville. There's no trenches, but you know uh, it was a, it was a grind for a while. You uh-huh. know, like we were driving to Chicago, which we shouldn't have been, but in my sister's. Uh, and her, and her bug, you know, that would like break down, you know, uh, uh-huh. it's like a small ass uh, VW bug. Um, oh yeah. Shout out better. Um, but we were just like playing like house of blues, like playing like all the like, kind of smaller blues spots, um, just like by ourselves. And, but now, you know, he's trying, he's transitioned into like a kind of a different style, but has like really picked up. It's like one of the smartest, uh, dudes I know, um, smartest blues, like best blues guitarist I know. Um, and it's like really killing it right now. It's, it's really, it makes me like so stoked to like see my friends actually like thriving in a point, you know, cause like we all came from, you know, some sort of struggle, you know, in a way or like even creatively. And it's like, it seems like at this point, everyone's thriving. And so like, I got a like major shout out my boy, uh, Joey and then shout out Stu, uh, always, you know, that's like home for life. Um, his projects are out of control. Um, they, uh, I think it steps on Bandcamp, I think, too. Um, but we got a project together called Fog. Um, that's like some of my favorite music. Um, all my mom saying Joe for Vito to, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we were, we were driving to Chicago to play stuff. I kind of, we weren't like sneaking out, but you know, we were definitely not telling you where we were going. <laughs> uh, so that was, uh, yeah, we did that a lot actually. Um, <laughs> It's funny, it's like, you know, also like now that we're like older, it's like I, you know, more, way more comfortable like talking to my parents about, you know, this sort of stuff. But like, you know, we were just like trying to really make it, you know. Um, and then also there, there came a point where, I don't know, it's like the, the, the passion of trying to like be successful kind of like wanes and then it becomes more about like creating your best work, you know. And that's like where a lot of us are at right now. Um, and that's, I think that's like why it's cultivated into like kind of growing, exploding into this, this massive, um, this massive scene. Um, but yeah, Joey, Stu, love you. Um, and, you know, all the bands that like we've worked with, I think, you know, I'm really appreciative that uh, Chicago has this theme right now. And you're, you know, you are uh, definitely a major part of that. I mean, your music is, uh, is beautiful and I love your band a lot. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, we can, you know, do this together. I am too. And so, okay, then thank you. And, and for anybody who's listening, you know, you just listed a lot of stuff off. I, on the website, musictherapypodcast.com, I do show notes for every episode. So I'll be doing links to 
all the people that you just mentioned. So if you want to go and check out the music of any of these bands that we've been talking about, there will be links on the website, um, including to Darian's many projects. Yeah. The, do, you, do you actually make a transcript of this? That would be interesting to see that. I make, I started making them. It, it's a lot of work. I can't yeah. decide. It's, you know what it is? It's a lot of editing out the word like. <laughs> it takes, right among other things, but it takes a really long time. So I, uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I feel like this is where I need help. Somebody to uh, help me out with that. Um, I wish I were at the point scale, where I could do that. What? On the scale of like one to like, you know, like, like, have I been today? Like, where am I like in the middle or was I more on the extreme side? I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, it's such a, it's, people say it, I say it. It's just in there. You don't think about it. Now I'm super aware of I'm gonna what? Just part of the conversation now, you know. Like um like yeah, you know for me. Right. Uh, those are things that uh just I don't even think about. But I wanna be better at speaking, you know, at a certain point. I think that's something I'm trying to work on too. Oh, because I got I started this podcast too with uh, with Bill as well. So that's like been a challenge. What's your uh, podcast? Uh, Meanwhile, Chicago, um, it's a monthly show at Mustache that um, incorporates bands um, every last Monday of the month. Uh, we added Jake Acosta and Miles Campos to the show as well. Um, and then we do, we were doing like video streamed bands that like sent us their own videos, but now we do live music in the, uh, in the podcast as well. Oh, so that's been okay. Happening. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's been, that's like kind of been helping me, you know, like learn how to, speak slower you know and to to more people if that makes sense yeah okay very cool okay well i i will add that one too um so yeah thank you so much Jaren. i and you also said like i said i'll have i'll have links in the show notes to all the stuff your your many projects are on Bandcamp, i think right yeah, they're on Bandcamp. um so there'll be links to that and uh oh the last thing that i want to plug during our conversation is anybody who's listening now or in the future if you want to come hang out with darian and myself and the mustache crew uh the second wednesday of every month we do music therapy group session which is where we host this is a one-on-one conversation but group session is where we host a full band we get into it with the band and talk about dynamics and break it down uh bands have a lot of juicy stuff to talk about and then the band does a live performance so um it's really fun there's comedy in there there's videos it all streams on twitch but you can also come live and the next one is october 13th with izzy true chicago yeah. band izzy true so we will be at mustache and i hope that you guys can come too and thank you so much darian for being on the show it's a pleasure to talk yeah. to you and listen to all the stuff you're working on and Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Can I give a shout out to uh, David, Katrina, Rick, Marie, uh, Dad, Connor, Mom, Maddie, Ralphie, um, Mars, uh, Jess, and then also you. Thank you for you know for watching and you know for you know being the homie. I love you so much. All right, let's listen to some music from Darian. This song is called Crumb, and it's from Darian's band on Manship.
All right, that was Crumb from Unmanned Ship. I want to thank Darian for his time today, all his thoughts. If you want to come out and meet Darian in person, come out next Wednesday to Cafe Mustache, music therapy group session with Hard Femme, 8 o'clock doors, 8.30, hard start, showtime. Hope you guys are doing well. Musictherapypodcast.com for past episodes, upcoming events. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Hope you guys are doing well, and see you next week.